0: welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five star review while you're there. Also, are you a fan of Block Talk? Well, our newest fans are the Fabulous team at Daffboy. With the highest quality fans, accessories, and gear for any occasion, Daffboy is here to serve it to you every day. And over at Daffboy, you can create your own custom fan like the Block Talk fan I thwarp at every show. Fans of Block Talk can receive 15% off at checkout using code BlockTalk. Visit daffboy.com today. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater now and visit TheatreNow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. There's no one more delightfully charming than my next guest, it's Boyish Charm. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm okay. I am really mad at the weather, because we were having like this nice like warm weather, and spring was here, and now it's cold again. I know, it was
1: like a trick. We had one day of 80 degrees, and now it's back to being freezing. But... I'm
0: not okay with this. <laughs> this
1: is how people get sick. Exactly. And
0: then tag on um, allergy season on top of that. I know. We're all gonna die. <laughs>
1: we're getting there, we're getting there. So, how have you been? How how's your week been so far? Everything's been really good. I've drag has sort of taken up taken a lot of my time lately, which I like. I've been getting more yeah. opportunities and stuff, so I'm loving it.
0: Well, we are here to talk all about you. Which I mean, who what drag queen doesn't love talking about? Themselves.
1: Oh, I'm made for this. So, we're gonna start from the beginning. Where are you from? I am born and raised in the Bronx. I'm oh, a New nice. York City native. Yeah.
0: Nice. And what was it like living in the Bronx?
1: I loved it. It's a it's a nice mix because. It was, uh, the area that I lived in at least was more suburby, so like, you know, me and my family like always lived in a house with like a driveway and that sort of thing, kind of like how this area of Queens is, so like you're, you're in New York City and you're kind of not, because... Yeah, you have trees. Yeah, we have trees and stuff, and you know, I went to school in Westchester and all of that, so like I was able to like mix like suburb life and city life, which is really cool.
0: Nice. So, you live in the city, you have access to the world of theater. How did theater enter your life?
1: Theater, I mean, ever since, like, the earliest I can remember, I was always, like, drawn to performing, and, like, at first, my first love was, like, movies, I was always watching movies, and, like, as a child, like, acting them out around the house, and stuff like that, and then, you know, my dad always worked in music, so we would always go and see live music Mm and concerts, so that was kind of, like, my first love, too, and then I started doing theater when I was in middle school, and... Immediately, immediately, I was like, oh, this is the thing that I need to do. Yeah. It, like, I caught the bug immediately. Uh, so,
0: going back to music, what was the first concert you ever went to?
1: <laughs> this is actually funny. The first concert that I went to was High School Musical on tour. Oh, as, no. Because <laughs> that was, like, my era of, like, Disney uh-huh, Channel and whatever. Uh-huh. So, that was the first that's concert funny. that I went that's to.
0: That's your era of Disney Channel. That's when I was in college. So, that's
1: <laughs> great. <laughs> besides, besides that, I think... I I think the first concert that I went to after that was Miley Cyrus. Okay,
0: that checks out. So you went to the High School Musical concert, and I'm going to say it too. I did as well. Um, Amazing. That's when, I, I mean, um, maybe we saw each other there. <laughs> maybe. It's possible. Uh, that's when Zach Efron was still not really a singer. And no, he wasn't Drew there. Drew Seely was there. Yep. Um, it was fun. It was a, it was a cute little kid. Yeah, and I
1: remember my mom came with me, and she had the biggest crush on Drew Seeley. Of course. Because she would always watch like, the music video that would come on the TV, yeah. and she lived for him.
0: I mean, he is a cutie pie, but no, that was that was not really Zach Efron in the first one. <laughs> um, okay, so theater you do it in middle school what was some what were some of your favorite roles that you played
1: um well like for for, like middle school and like through high school my favorite roles that i played i got to be um michael and billy elliott which like i guess leads into drag too because
0: just a little bit yeah that was my
1: sophomore year of high school which is also like when i started discovering like drag on the internet and stuff too Mm. so like it all sort of fell into place i got to play um frollo and hunchback in notre dame which was really fun, and I also got to play Cosmo in Singing in the Rain, nice. which was the best.
0: Which, I have not seen the movie. I know, I saw that. And oh, it's so be, good. I will be um, made to watch it next week. Uh, Nancy No is going to be coming over, and we're going to watch it and then chat about it. I'm oh, excited. You'll love it. It's
1: so you right should. up your alley. Yeah,
0: like, see, I've seen clips. I've never seen the full movie, like, from start to finish, so I'm excited to see what it's about. Um, So, let's talk about drag. When officially were you like, I want to be a drag queen?
1: Well, when I was in high school, drag sort of came into my life like through YouTube and finding videos. The first like real memory I can have of like seeing a drag queen be like, Oh, this is really cool is like me and my friends would, um we found Coco Peru's YouTube videos mm-hmm. that she does where she's like going into the store and like do a haunted house and all of this stuff. And we were so into it. Like me and all my gay friends that did theater in high school and we would like quote them all the time and we were just like obsessed with her and then I sort of like went down the rabbit hole and I found the Showgirls West Hollywood YouTube, mm-hmm. where they post all the videos from the shows yeah. every week. And I, I remember seeing Morgan McMichael's and all the different lip syncs that she would do. And I was like, oh my God, this is like incredible. And then, you know, the research went on and on. And then I found that they're all from Drag Race. And I remember the first episode of Drag Race that I watched, I saw it and I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's what I'm going to do for a living. I'm like, yeah. And like, that, there and you go. And here you
0: are. <laughs> so describe Boyish in three words.
1: I would say weird, funny, and light-hearted.
0: All right, I like that. So this is a question that I always ask, but it was also like um, submitted for the fan corner um, from Pietro Parker. Oh, I love her. What was your inspiration to create Boyish?
1: I really. Mm, this that's a tough question. There's so many inspirations that I draw from. I wanted to create like a drag persona and like hone in all of that that I learned from theater and all my theater training, and just like create a drag character that was just funny and lighthearted and could, like, spread joy throughout New York City. Yeah. I just love being, like, the dumbest person in the room and just making everybody laugh.
0: That's That's important. Now, let's talk about the origin of the name.
1: Yeah, you know, people always ask me that. I really don't have, like, an actual, like, story that I remember, like, the moment that it was created. I remember, I, was, I mean, it's a regular saying, like, oh, he has a boyish charm. Mm-hmm. So I thought Which was, you
0: do out of drag.
1: Thank you. So Which is, you know, it's, like, funny and ironic, which I like. But I remember I watched it, and I heard them say it in a movie. I wish I could remember what movie it was, but... And I was like, oh, that's really funny. And yeah. Know, it just happened. And it was at a time where I had already decided, like, okay... I'm going to start drag next week, I'm going to go out to this party, I'm going to do that, but I need, like, what's my name going to be, so I had, like, a whole, like, Rolodex of names that I was going through, and then I heard that, and I was like, all right, it's not taken, so I might as well just use it.
0: There you go. How long does it take to transform into boyish?
1: Altogether, probably, like, two hours, but that's, like, if I take my time, I could probably do it quicker.
0: Do you have any, like, traditions you do when you get ready? Any music you listen to?
1: Um, I usually just put, like, all my music on shuffle or I'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's Look true. Look at you. I, was, I was painting this week and I was listening to the podcast. I was listening to you and Michelle do the recap. Oh I my text, god. I texted Michelle and I was like, I cannot believe that I'm actually willingly listening to you talk right now, but I have this on while oh I'm my doing god, my makeup. Oh my god, you're my
0: biggest fan. You're my favorite now. Hey oh. okay, everyone, everyone. Boy, trying to <laughs> my favorite drag queen in New York City. Fuck you all. You heard it here
1: first, everybody. There you go.
0: So, okay. I don't do makeup. I don't do drag. If I'm not you doing can, makeup either, barely. <laughs> well, if you could give three makeup tips for oh those out there, what would it be?
1: I always... I, my, I'm the biggest fan of prosade on the brows. Mm-hmm. Is, I don't understand how people ever do it without. I do pro, I coat them in prosade. Well,
0: you, the way you do it without is you shave them off. And that
1: I could never you do. You know
0: certain people who do, and <laughs> those are lifestyle choices that I don't agree with.
1: But the girls that just use the glue stick or, like, anything... I'm like, I, I could never... I was a mess before I found proseade, but I coat them in prosade, and then instead of using, like, a regular comb to comb them up, I comb them up with mm-hmm. the glue stick itself. Yeah. And then I powder it down. The other thing, I guess, is, like... I'm still learning it, but powder is your best friend. And Mm -hmm. just, like, you can't even, like... You shouldn't even be able to see yourself in the mirror because it's just, like, a cloud of powder around you. And then, I don't know. Other than that, I guess just make sure that your, like, contour and highlight are very important. Make sure the colors that you're using for your contour are correct.
0: So, since you started drag, have you felt that your makeup has evolved at all?
1: Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Though I was such a disaster, it's, like... It's almost embarrassing. I like I, I debate all the time of just, like, going back and, like, deleting all, like, the Instagram posts <laughs> up until when I looked good, because I feel like people who, like, try to book me will, like, go on there and be like, oh, shit, look at these pictures. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it was a mess. I started drag and knew nothing about makeup. Like, the first time that I ever went out in drag was, like, the first time. I had, my like, a friend help me, but it was the first time that I had ever, like, sat down and did, like, I never had, like, a practice period. Right. So it, it took a long time to get it. And I'm still learning. I always say I'm not a makeup artist. But I found this face that sort of works for me. And that's, like, just the face that I do. And I just build off of it.
0: Now, knowing and meeting all of these uh, queens in New York, have you, like, borrowed any tips and tricks from anyone you, like, collaborate with work with oh yeah all the time compete against
1: yeah all the time i'm always drawing inspiration makeup wise and performance wise from everybody i'm the type of person like i i love the sisterhood of it so i'm always wanting to hear everybody's advice yeah. and hear and watch everybody
0: so who are some of your drag and theater inspirations
1: i love well in terms of, for drag inspirations I, it's, I know it's, like, you know, nobody really wants to say Rue Girls, but the two... Sharon Needles is my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. I want to emulate Sharon Needles and everything that I do. I think that she's a genius, because I'm so inspired by horror movies, too, with my drag, which you wouldn't really guess, because it's more, like, comedy stuff. Yeah. But I love, like, those, like, just bimbo dumb women in horror movies, like Elvira and, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that, where it's, like... These women that are just, like, such caricatures, like, in Scream or Scary Movie and all these things. Like, I love that stuff. So Sharon sort of embodies that while adding camp and, like, all the weirdness in. Which, like, she seeing her walk on the runway in that first look on season four, I was like, oh my god, I need to do drag. Yeah. This is amazing. So definitely her. I love Pearl was a big one for me because she was the first drag queen to really be on, like, on Drag Race or, like, be in the mainstream that show that you could do drag that's not, like, big hair and sequins and, like, all these big costumes, like, it made drag, like, cool and, like, all these, like, just regular girl clothes, which is kind of, like, the aesthetic that I have, too, and a lot of, like, the younger girls are doing. Lady Gaga was always a big one for me musically. Mm -hmm. I love her. I love just, like, classic musical movies, like all the, Ethel Merman and all those Mm kind of women from the, uh, Gwen Verdon and now Fosse versus Fosse Verdon, uh, was just on tv and that was amazing so all stuff like that i draw inspiration from everywhere nice
0: so what was your first gig and what was the first song or lip sync that you did
1: the first time I ever performed I did, was at Drag Wars at Pieces. Mm-hmm. And I did I did something bad by Taylor Swift.
0: Okay, and how was the reception?
1: I thought I did great. Honestly. Wait, what did
0: Shaquita say?
1: Shakita didn't say anything as she usually does. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it, 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 Shaquita's, the thing I learned about Shaquita is that if she likes you, she'll make fun of you after the number, yeah. or like whatever. So and then if she if she doesn't like you, she just will like be like, Alright, next we have but yeah, so she didn't say anything. I kinda like that performance. I look back on it and I feel I'm like, oh, that was actually pretty good. Especially now that I've turned into a mix queen, and, like, I sort of, like, l- I, I have a hard time mm-hmm. doing, like, straightforward yeah. songs now that I do mixes, but I was like, oh, that was actually pretty good. I made out with a stranger. As you do. Yeah, it was a mess. I fell down. I, I, I thought it was fun. <laughs> nice.
0: Um So who are some of the people to first help you out when you started drag? Uh,
1: The the first person that I can remember who really, I felt like, took me under her wing was Felicia. Mm-hmm. And I consider her, like, my unofficial drag mom, in a way, because she was the first person to I think really see something in me out of like all the girls that I was friends with and really like sit me down and help me out and she invited me to do the Look Queen finale with her when she was in it the past summer and I really got to hang out with her then and really like feed off of that energy that she has. And I just adore her. She was she was definitely the first one that I really called a true sister. And now I get compared to her all the time. Everybody's like, oh, you're just like Felicia. And I'm like, it makes sense because... Well,
0: we there will be time to talk more about her. Oh. Because <laughs> um, we got tea time coming up. But, oh, yes. But before then, you are a staple to Drag Wars. Yes. What draws you to pieces every Monday night?
1: Oh, my God. It's just the best place to start as a queen and, like, the family there. Like, the girls that do Drag Wars, I really consider my drag family more mm-hmm. than anything else. There's something about the energy of that place on a Monday night, like, I have never seen a bar so packed on a night like that, like, it's, for a Monday, it's just, like, everybody, you can't even move in that bar, and all the girls are so accepting, it's such a family, like, I know that I could reach out to those girls for anything, and not only the girls, but Shaquita, and DJ Nikki Boombox, and Daniel, who stage manages, like, everybody is so helpful and uplifting to one another, and, like, you go backstage in that dressing room, there is absolutely no shade to one another, there is absolutely no hatefulness, everybody's, time you need something, everybody drops everything to help you, which I think is what makes it such a, a great place, which is why you see the group photos, and there's yeah, 27 absolutely. girls on stage, because now everybody everybody wants a piece of it to get their drag yeah, group started. It,
0: it's, it's crazy, because, like, I was, I've gone a couple times, um, and I haven't been in, like, a long time now, but I feel like... There are there's an evolution of who starts there and where they go, and then new crop of people come in.
1: Right, like I when I started, it was sort of like the end of like the last era. So I was sort of in the middle of both because when I came, it was like Jasmine Kennedy was there and mm-hmm. Felicia and like Magenta Dove, all these people who are now like booked and all over the place to yeah. see walk in. And now we have, like, the sort of new generation that I'm in with as well. It's it's just so amazing. I could just talk about that place for hours. And what makes it even more special, like, f- for Drag Wars, is that the same people come in the audience every week. So you gain a friendship with people who come, who are yeah. in the audience, and they become fans of you guys as queens, not just, like, oh, I stumbled into pieces on a Monday, and I'm going to watch this, yeah. like, drag show of all these, like, beginner nobodies. But they actually, like, they come and they support you, and I, I form genuine friendships with just the people who come to the bar.
0: That's awesome. Well, speaking of this new generation, there is an all-star season about to happen. Oh, yes. I, I li- hear someone's involved in it. I
1: know. I'm very honored that Shaquita chose me to be a part of it. I actually just came from a fitting of, like, the outfits and stuff that I'm going to be wearing for some of the numbers, but it's going to be a fierce competition. Did you, you want to, like, call out your designer? And- I, actually, I got my costumes from Beyond Costumes, the warehouse in Yonkers, New York. They do, like, theater design go. and stuff, so that's where I went to get my stuff. but they're awesome. I actually worked for them for a little bit as well. Nice. But yeah, I'm really honored that she asked me to be a part of it. The last season of All Stars happened like two months into when I started doing drag there. So I got to watch everybody who was on last season and now they're all like such big names in New York so it's like it's such an honor that I can like continue that legacy on you know. It's really cool and is being very hard on us about it which is good. She really wants this to be an incredible show and I think that everybody's gonna bring it.
0: Who is your biggest competition do you think?
1: I think... I think Zunami Muse is a big one, I think that Roque is a big competition, Even she's like my best sister ever, I love her, but she's gonna she's really going to bring it, um, Pietra's going to bring it, and I'm mean, interested to see what Crystal Comedowns does as well, Shakita even said on Monday that she's very excited to see what yeah. Crystal does. It's, a, it's tough to really say because the way they're doing it to get into the finale is with audience ballot votes, so... It really is anybody's game. So everybody who's listening, please come and cast a vote for me because Lord knows I'm going to need it.
0: Well, speaking of competitions, you also recently competed in the Ultimate Drag Pageant. Yes. What was that experience like as a long-form
1: competition? Oh my god, it was so much fun. I had the best time ever. It, I I loved every second and it helped me grow so much. Like If you look at me from week one to the finale, I could, the difference in the way that I look is so different. I was able to improve by taking all these tips. And the difference in what I'm able to do with my performance, it really pushed me to do things I never thought that I could do. And I'm just so grateful for it. It completely changed me as a queen and as a performer. I think it helped me propel my drag career, if that's what you want to call it, to a new level because so many more people got to see me and I made so many more connections. What would you say is your biggest takeaway from that experience? I think to to trust my gut and know that I actually am a good queen because I feel like for so long, because i was only been doing this for, like, a little bit over a year, and at first I struggled so much with my makeup and, like, really finding what I wanted to do that I, like, went into the competition being, like, oh, I'm not gonna be as good as these other girls, like, I'm just gonna, like, try my best, but I was like, oh, I actually can do this, and I actually do have the capabilities to make this happen if I just, like, work really hard.
0: Is there a week that you wish you could do a do-over on?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> it's what's so weird is, like, I went to school for theater, and I have, like, training in it, but... I I cannot sing in drag for the life of me, and I thought that I would give it a shot for pageant, and it was, we had a week that was like pageant weeks, like if you were in Miss America, like what would your talent be? And I sang I'm Not Afraid of Anything from Songs for a New World. Uh Oh my god, it was awful. Everybody, I'm sure people who are listening were there to see it too. It was really bad. (laughs)
0: What? What? Okay, so in your head, what made it bad?
1: Oh, I was off-key, I was nervous. I really just let nerves get the best of me that week, and it was just, well, it wasn't cute. So
0: l- let's figure out how to make you feel comfortable singing in drag. That, and
1: that's what Marty said, too. I really, I would like to, especially because, like, I, I have, like, a campy, like, theater vibe yeah. to me. I, I would like to. You know, Miss I, Diamond Wigfall was the judge that week, too, and I was talking to her about it recently, and we we're like, you know, it's so scary, I feel like, to sing in New York City, especially in Manhattan in drag, because we have people like Jan and all these singers that are, like, screaming at the top of their yeah. lungs so high, and it's like, I could never do that. But you know, I definitely it's definitely something I want to work on because yeah, I can sing as a boy. Work. I think what the thing is, is that whenever I've ever sang in front of an audience, it's been in a musical where I've been being somebody mm-hmm. else. But singing in drag, it's like oh, like this is just me standing here, even though I'm in drag. It's I don't put like a character on or anything, sure. so it's just my personality. So it's like oh shit, like this is just me standing here having to sing this song.
0: Well, let's 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 help you out. Let's make it work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe That's one day, maybe if I go on UDP All Stars eventually, I'll yeah, I'll do all f- three. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> what New York City queen that you've yet to work with is on your dream list? Huh.
1: Let's see. I would love to work with Boudoir. Mhm. She's yeah. I have I've never like actually gotten to talk to her or anything, but I just think she's so cool. I don't know she's... if we have we definitely do not have the same sort of like vibe in terms of performance. No, but but she's so cool. <laughs> she is so, She really is yeah, so cool. She is so
0: much fun. I she's one of my favorite people on the planet. And honestly like I don't know how she has the energy to do fifteen high energy numbers back to back to back, and talk on the mic and still
1: and pyrotechnics and and like there's fire. I don't understand it. She,
0: I wish I could have the energy that she has. And the enthusiasm. and every, She's w- honestly one of my favorite people on the planet.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. I would love to work with like Jan, with Jan Sport and those girls too to do a show with them. I mean, I've met them before like in passing and they, they've judged me in competitions, but I would love to actually... I think doing a show with them would be cool because I'm a comedy mix queen and so are they, so I think yeah. that I would learn a lot from doing that.
0: Well, if you could create a show at any venue, what would it be called and
1: what would we see in it? I would love to do a show at Pieces, definitely, because that was my home, so it would be like such a good full circle moment. I would probably call it... I had a show in Westchester that ran for a little bit that I hosted, and it was called Charmed Fridays. Mm -hmm. So I probably, like, Charmed, whatever, like, Charming, whatever day of the week it is that we have it on. And I I would love to do a show in New York where I could just, like, show my drag, first of all, but also just invite guests that maybe aren't even drag queens, but just, like, different sorts of talents, whether it be singers, dancers, circus, actors. I would love to do a variety show like that and just... Bring a little bit of like some more weird drag to Manhattan and weird performance. Like, yeah, like, you know Manhattan is so you, you know what you're gonna get when you go to a show, and I would love to just go in and shake it up a little bit. Let's
0: do it. All right, we're gonna play this or that. So I'm gonna give you two things. You 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 pick the one you like. Okay. Or whatever. Card games or board games. Board games. I love board games. Stilettos or pumps. Stilettos. Chipotle or Taco Bell. Ah, uh, Taco Bell. I love both though. Blonde or brunette. Blonde. Call or text?
1: Text. All the time. Grinder <laughs> or scruff? Grinder. Yeah, I have scruff on my phone, but it's just not for me. I don't know. I don't really. There's too much going on. They have games and shit on yeah. it. It's a lot. Grinder is straight to the
0: Aventura. point. Gr- Grinder is straight to the point. It's true. Well, bacon or sausage? Um, Sausage. Theme park or water park? Theme park. Beer or wine? Beer. Plays or musicals? Musicals. Sutton Foster or Jesse
1: Mueller? Son Foster. Oklahoma or Kiss Me Kate? Oklahoma. Only because of Marty's three Oklahoma encore that she did <laughs> at the UDP finale. She's completely turned that show around for yeah. me. She should be in the revival, actually. I they got to give her it's, a call. Bring her out for the Tony performance. It's a
0: very different version of Oklahoma <laughs> anyway. You might as well throw her in there. <laughs> Train or plane?
1: Train. I'm not a big on flying. I, I'll do it, but I just get nervous. That's fair. Work hard or play hard? Play hard. Need or be needed? Um, be needed, probably. I'm needy.
0: <laughs> sex with a celebrity crush or sex with a real-life crush?
1: Sex with a real-life crush. Older or younger? Older. Lust or love? Love. Vanilla or kinky? Somewhere in the middle, I think. Probably more <laughs> towards kinky, but I am not. I don't like going all the way with that, but somewhere in the middle. Well, that was this or that.
0: Where do you see your drag in five years?
1: Ho- I mean, hopefully, I, I really want to be able to develop... To develop my aesthetic more and build up the look which is something that mm-hmm. I feel like I struggle with. I, I think in five years my look will be more elevated and oh, I I think everything will just be a lot more clean which will be good. Yeah. I, I, I'm I confident in my performance abilities but I still need to work on my confidence in terms of aesthetic.
0: Do you have the aspirations to do Drag Race?
1: Yeah, I think everybody does. I can't, I don't understand these girls that are like, oh no, I'm not doing that show, but it's, it's, it's like, why wouldn't you? Even if you go home first, you're going to be rich Yeah. and you're going to, it's like playing, it's like every athlete wants to be in the major league of that sport, you right. know? And I feel like drag race has become the major league and it's, it's not something that I'm like, if I don't get on drag race, my career will be nothing. But yeah, absolutely. I would love to be on that show. Yeah. It's such a great platform.
0: Why is drag important to the community?
1: Drag is important to the community because, as drag queens, like I know as somebody who would go out and see drag and like idolize drag before being a drag queen, I always looked at drag queens as like our superheroes. They were able, they're able to make change for us, and especially now that drag race is so popular and drag queens are everywhere, like we have such a responsibility to do good and to spread kindness and uplift our community and make us support each other because when we all work together rather than you know all of this like nonsense that goes on in all these grinder apps and how much people discriminate against each other and how divided we can be everybody can go to a drag show and feel happy to, with yeah. one another and everybody's like working for a common cause and watching the same thing so when you're on that stage i think that you should be able to spread kindness and enact some change
0: yeah absolutely well Nightlife and the entertainment scene in general is infamous for blurred lines, especially when it comes to personal relationships. What are your thoughts on mixing business with pleasure, and does it even really matter?
1: What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I mean, we, I mean, we have people like um, Pussy Willow, who her favorite thing to always say is, who would you kai kai with? Oh, does it yeah. really matter when... When drag, drag queens, queens date, date, each date each other, other well,
1: it, no, I don't think it matters. I wouldn't do it. I don't think I would date another drag queen. I would hook up with another drag queen, and I have, but I wouldn't. I, I just for me, just because I know that I get jealous and competitive. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to date anybody who in any field that I. Can. Yeah.
0: Well, that's why I ask it, cause like because yeah, people hook up and then there's feelings and you have to figure out, like, who are you allowed to be friends with in such a competitive field already. Right. Who
1: wants to do that in that? It's, it's, yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, I'm happy to hook up with any drag queen. I don't care about that, but...
0: <laughs> oh, God, I won't ask you the list on... Uh, we'll, we'll do that afterwards. <laughs> Off mic, yeah, yeah, but... How important is social media in the drag scene today?
1: It's so important. I mean, I, I guess that I'm young, so I rely on social media heavily anyways, even if I wasn't doing drag, but for me, like, I run my whole business through, like, Instagram DMs or Facebook right. message and all these things, so it's, like... I think what proves it is that day that Facebook and Instagram were down and the like, New yeah. York City drag pretty much just burned to the ground because nobody could contact designers, nobody could book people, nobody yeah. could promote their shows. It was like a nightmare. So that proves it as it is, that we couldn't live without it.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's wild. Now, do you also find yourself curating what your Instagram looks like, or is that just something people really like get too in tune on?
1: I think people get too in tune on it. I definitely think about it, like, if I am constantly wearing the same wig and post after post, like I'll like think like okay, I'm going to the show today. I know people are gonna be photographing me. Let me p- try this look. Cause I haven't posted this look in yeah. a while, or nobody's seen this yet, or so or like if I have the same background mm-hmm. in constant photos, i will be like, all right, we need to change it up a little yeah. bit so people it seems more interesting, but. I'm not, I don't have, like, a theme, I don't post in threes, like, I don't, I can barely right. find,
0: I, like, the people who post in threes, I'm like, that's really cool, and then, when I, find, when I talk to them, like, I didn't have enough, so I can't post these photos, I'm like, no, I'm, lucky, I'm
1: lucky if I get one good photo of myself from a night, never mind three, right. I would be out there on the street posing for three hours to get the three good photos.
0: Have you done, like, professional photo shoot yet?
1: No, but I, it's on my bucket list of things Are, to do is there, soon. Like, if...
0: Is there anyone in the New York City photography scene that you would love to shoot with? Jax. Everybody yeah. needs to get a Jax photo shoot.
1: Her I want a Jax photo amazing. shoot. You should.
0: Yeah. No, I. No, I'm too ugly for photos. <laughs> that.
1: That's not true. I definitely, like, once... It's Soon I'm going to do it. Probably during the summer because I want to, like, work on my makeup and my look a little bit more first mm-hmm. before I get it because if I'm paying this money to get professional photos, right. I want to be able to use them for a long time and, like, know that I look good in this photo. Yeah.
0: Well... Are you ready for tea time? I'm so ready. So I'm going to ask you about some of your favorite sisters, your uh-huh. friends, people you've shared a stage with, people you've only met once, who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. And you're
0: going to tell us a story, whatever tea you have, anything okay. you want to talk about. And let's see, maybe this will be the night um, I would get some drama on tea time. I've uh, got yeah, not any. I'd I need to watch one myself. Day, one day. All right, <laughs> we're going to start off with my dear sis, Nicole Onoscopy.
1: Oh, I love Nicole so much. I was just I was listening to Pussy's episode and she mm-hmm. said the same thing about Nicole. But it was it's like I it's so fascinating to me how different she is when she's in drag and out of drag. It's mm-hmm. something that I can never do and I kind of admire because like I could never hold up a character for that long. Even <laughs> when you're talking to like yeah. we, at the icon finale, she came backstage and she was in drag. and It's just all people that she knows, but she mm-hmm. still has that Nicole character on when she's in drag. It's so and she, she's just so fascinating to me and those looks, it's yeah. it's incredible. She I could, I'm gonna see her on Drag Race soon. I'm sure of it because she is just so polished. And put together, and she was able to become polished so fast because mm-hmm. she's only been doing drag for a short amount of time. Yeah, but as, right off the gate, it was like these amazing outfits and amazing makeup and hair. I I yeah, I, I mean, I her so much. I
0: accompanied her to the first time she performed in New York at Drag Wars.
1: Yeah, I mean, she I I admire her so much, and I definitely looked to her for a lot of inspiration because we're very similar in our performance mm-hmm. types and. She, I, I feel like yeah, she's like... Yeah, I
0: mean, like, if anyone can give you tips on singing live, that's the one to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: she's just so amazing.
0: Next we have Audrey Phoenix.
1: Oh, Audrey, our current reigning Miss Iconic. I'm I so proud of her. I am so, I was so excited to see her win. She's just so talented and such a genuine, kind person and somebody that I, really can, like, I know that I can reach out for for anything and is such a good friend to me. Yeah. She, She's just the best. She's so sweet, and it was been so amazing to see her growth going from UDP her season, which was the season before mine, and then going to Iconic. Like, I don't think that anybody would have, like, pegged her as the winner No, going from no. UDP, or, or, like, with the photo shoot, or anything. Nobody would have been like, oh, shit. I know that sounds shady, but... <laughs> no, it's the truth, because, I mean,
0: I, we, we've all joked about it. It's like, you look at her at the photo shoot, and you're like... What is this? This yeah. is basic. Yeah, definitely not not away. the best
1: photo of her, but she, I mean, it's, but then right off, right from the first week of Iconic, you were like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. she's got this. Yeah. I'm so proud of her. Yeah,
0: me too. Well, next we have Harriola Grande.
1: Oh, I love Harriola. She's so crazy and so wacky, but I just, I just love it. And she has one of those voices that you can just recognize instantly. Like, you just know when she's in the room, when yes, she starts talking, correct. you're like, oh, is here. Yeah. Yeah, she's so much fun. She's such a sassy bitch, and mm-hmm. I love it.
0: Yeah, I met her uh, when I was attending season four
1: of UDP. How long ago was that? Three months? I feel like they must have seasons. Like. <laughs> no, that, so that was
0: the summer of 2017. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um yeah, that was when I was supporting Bijou and Bijou was the um the finale with Vanna and Poppy.
1: (laughs) And Poppy won that season, right? Poppy sure did. did. Yeah, Harriola is so much fun. She's great, and I love that she uses her beard as an accessory with her drag, which is cool and unique. I don't really see a lot of bearded queens do that. No. Like she always paints it or there's some glitter glitter on it that matches her outfit. So cool.
0: Yeah, she has more confidence than I'll ever have in my entire life. Oh,
1: absolutely, (laughs) I know, right? Next is Kiki Ball Change. Yes, I adore Kiki so fucking much. The first time that I talked to Kiki, we matched on a dating app, and I didn't (laughs) know that she was a drag queen. We had never met. Uh But we just started talking, and like, oh, what do you do? And we had both said that we were drag queens, so then initially I was like, right, well, that's never gonna happen. So then we just followed each other, and we kept in touch. And then... At DragCon, I went to take a picture with Coco, I waited on the meet and greet line, and she was the one taking photos, because she's Coco's drag daughter. Right. So she was taking the photos of us, and I went to say hi to her, and she had no clue who I was. So, then, whatever. And then, and fast forward to UDP, then I was so excited to get to do it with her and get to know her, because every time I'd ever seen any post of her performing, it's like, genius. And from the, literally the first performance on week one of UDP, it was like there was no question that she was mm-hmm. winning. Yeah, like she has such a way on that stage of making mixes and delivering them that it's comedic genius. She is a, an absolute comedic genius, and she is gonna take over New York City in a little bit. Yeah, and this is just the start. The fact that she was able to, the because UDP was like the first thing that she ever really did in New York City mm-hmm. on a big stage, so. It's she went out of the gates running, and she is, there's no sign of stopping anytime soon. Yeah,
0: the first time I saw her was um, at Poppy's show, and I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. I think you're going to be it's fine. It's
1: incredible. I'm going to see her. I had to sit through three hours Kiki Ball Chains tonight because she's hosting Drag Race at the West End, <laughs> and then has her final Kiki with Kiki yeah. afterwards, so it's, uh, I have a Kiki-filled night ahead of me.
0: Fine. Well, next up is Tina Twirler.
1: Tina, I love that bitch so fucking much. She is so lovely and kind and such a hard worker. The first time that we ever, I think the first time we met, maybe I saw her in passing beforehand, was the two of us were top two at Drag Wars, it was her first time at Drag Wars, and she beat me for the first time that I've, and she was just, it was just so good, I was glad that she beat me, because she deserved it, it was, she, seeing her growth has been so amazing, and she's just, she's just so kind, and she has this way about her, that no matter what she does when she's on stage, you kind of just love her no matter what. Yeah. Like, there was a week at UDP where she came without her wig, she forgot her wig at home, mm-hmm. and she did the whole number without her wig. And of course, the judges' critiques were like, bitch, why do you not have a wig on? Because you just had, like, the hat. And she was like, yeah, I don't know, I forgot it, so <laughs> I just do do it without. And everybody just, like, freaking, you just like, no matter what, you just love her. Yeah.
0: Next is Vivica Galactica.
1: Vivica, another one of my UDP sisters. She's, she's so lovely, and... She has such a great perspective on drag and she really knows what she wants and how to get it and how to, to translate it on stage. And it was so amazing getting to watch her work throughout the pageant because every you know, you when she had her low moments, she was really able to find ways to pick herself back up and encourage everybody else, which is really good. She's she's just so genuine and she's another one who came to New York City recently and has just been able to really branch out and make such a name for herself, and she deserves it because she's yeah. a really, really hard worker.
0: The hustle that she has done in the past couple months, I envy. I wish I could hustle. Exactly. My heart. Well,
1: and she, and she does the hustle, but she does it without being shady yeah. or manipulative to anybody. And she's, she, and she's genuine. She's very genuine, and she gives a space at her shows for, so she always wants other queens to come and do her shows with her and yeah. help everybody else out.
0: Well, if you're my favorite drag queen right now, here's my second favorite drag queen, Johanna.
1: Oh my god, Johanna is just something else. I I, I just love her. There's something about her. She's just so weird and, like, awkward, but in a way where you just talk to her and you're just like, what is going on in your head? Like, she... She's, so, she's really weird, she's and I so love great. it. I, I love think, it. And her look, she really knows how to create a head-to-toe polished look that is just so beautiful. I don't know where she gets these clothes from or who makes them for her, but everything is so well put together. What I want to see from Johanna, I want to see her take her weird awkwardness and translate it into her performances, and I think yes. that she'd be set. I don't think that she realizes how unintentionally funny she is. No, she's she
0: doesn't. <laughs> so, at um, at the end of um, Iconic the other night, um, I just I was sitting in the back, and she was sitting there, and I was like just chatting with her. I was like, we should just get coffee sometimes. She's like, how about hot chocolate instead? I was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's do it! Let's you do tell it. me
0: where! And she's like, I don't really know places. Like, I will tell you where.
1: Yeah, she is. She's, she's just so, so awkward, fun. and she's so much fun, and so just so sweet. Yeah, it's just yeah. I I want to see her translate that awkwardness and that th- that comedy that she has into her performances more. <laughs> I think that she'd be set because I think that she struggles with finding the kind of performance mm-hmm. style that works for her. And but it's like, but you have it right here. Like, look at how funny you are. Like, yeah. she did the video for Iconic where she was doing like the makeup tutorial mm-hmm. in some sort of different language or accent. And I was, was like, funny. "Oh, see, this is really funny, Johanna. You need to hone into that more. I would, I would be okay with that. That character being her constant like, yeah. thing.
0: I, and again, she's still young in her journey. I think there's time to make that her character.
1: Yeah. She, she she's really cool, and she has, she is always like quoting memes and vines mm-hmm. and all these things that which would translate really well into our performances with like young audiences yeah. too. People would really like it.
0: Well, next we have Miss Aria Durchey.
1: Oh, Miss Aria. That bitch is so crazy. I... Yeah, she... You know, during the pageant, I I feel like she sort of missed an opportunity to really become a family with everybody and, like, make friends. I feel like she was so in her own head and so focused on winning. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brought her down a little bit, especially in, like, all of us are so close and we're able to help one another out and she sort of distanced herself from that. And... At the time, it came across to all of us as being malicious or, like, shady towards the rest of us. And, you know, everything sort of, sort of, like, blew up towards the end at the finale, which everybody knows about. But knowing her more after the competition and seeing her outside at gigs and whatever, I've really grown to love her a lot more. She's just such an intense person, and I think it sometimes gets the best of her. But she really does have good intentions, and I, I really respect a queen who's able to hustle the way that she does and really thinks out every single aspect of her performances and creates this this sort of aesthetic for her performances that's so clear. And you look at any number, you can listen to her mixes without her doing it, and you know that that's an Aria Derci number, mm-hmm. which I really like. And she's been very supportive of me. She w- Even throughout the competition, even though she you know she would sort of be in her own little world during the actual pageant shows, she w- she was always very loving towards me.
0: Yeah, what I love about her and what she does with mixes is she is never done with a mix. She will have the first draft of a mix, and do seven different iterations of it.
1: Yeah, she's she's really she is really smart, and she's she lives in her own little like Arya Darcy world. It's like it's Arya's world, and we're all just living in it, I guess. Because she it's, the, her mind just I want us to get in there and just see what she's actually thinking at all points. Because she's yeah. just so, so fascinating.
0: I think we would all be terrified to actually. Know what I sh- time I'm sure that we would be. What,
1: what's, what I noticed about her run at UDP? Like every number, or at least a majority of them had some sort of like, you. They all had the same sort of style, and they all had this like weird, like intense, almost violent. Yeah, theme in it, which it seems to be with like a lot of her numbers. It's always like ripping the head off the doll. Miss
0: Aria, why are you a killer? The
1: first time she had, she killed Lemon and pulled the wig out. Like everything is just—it's weird. I'm, I'm intrigued by her. Yeah, and I think that everybody is because every time she's anywhere, a million people are just posting her, and everybody's just so fascinated mm-hmm. by Aria.
0: Well, next up, I have to ask Marty Gold Cummings.
1: Marty is just. What I love most about Marty is that in like the Hell's Kitchen and Manhattan drag scene, I think that the, what that's, the main issue with that, and the main issue with New York City drag as a whole, is that the same people rule everything, and they're only giving opportunities to their friends. Mm-hmm. But Marty is one of the only, if not the only, queen that I know from that circle who gives an opportunity to every single queen and really wants to help everybody out, which I admire so much. And everything that she does politically is just... It's, it's amazing. She, she she is just such a beautiful person and has made so much great change in the world just by spreading the love that she has for drag and for the LGBTQ plus community. It's, I look up to her a lot. I, I want to be Marty Gold Cummings when I grow up.
0: There you go. Well, taking a turn for to another legend and another... Competition—it's Shaquita Hall.
1: Shaquita—I—I I, I, another one that I—I I just admire Shaquita so much. I think that she is like the perfect example of what it means to be a true professional and polished at your craft. Her looks are amazing, and she does everything herself with her husband. She makes everything mm-hmm. from head to toe. She custom dyes her tights to match her skin tone perfectly. Like, everything is just so well thought out and put together. And Shaquita, every Shaquita is known for being shady and bitchy and mean, mm-hmm. just a little, bit, a little bit, just a little bit, right? But I, she is the funniest drag queen that I know. I could watch her host anything, and I, I will laugh every single time at the jokes because it's like genius. The way that she yeah. interacts with the crowd, it's she, she and she, she, I've never seen her stumble once. Everything is just so perfect, and she has been so supportive of me, and so ever, like ever since I started drag wars. I think that she saw something in me and really wanted me to improve, and I always worked so hard to try to impress her and to make her proud and I really do I really do admire her so much. She is she is a legend, a living legend.
0: Next up is a Drag Wars alum, Violet Tendency.
1: Oh Violet. Violet was there on the first night that I did Drag Wars. She is she's so sweet and another one who has such a unique perspective on drag and has been able to sort of carve her own lane in New York City that yeah. it's like that is what Violet does. Super cool. I love drag. You know, my first love with drag was like, you know, horror punk rock sort of stuff that was I love drag that just pushes the boundaries and is very alternative and weird and she she definitely does that. Her queer as in fuck you show that she has is such an amazing space and the queen I love all the queens that do it. She's she's great and she's the one who gives such great opportunities to new queens that are coming yeah. up and such a sweetheart.
0: Next is Mirda.
1: Oh, as Mirda, she she, she she was there the first night they did Drag Wars too. She is a Drag war staple. She is so loving and so helpful and such a... a, a beacon of light in drag. She's just always so happy and has a smile on her face and wants to help everybody like at drag Wars, she'll stay late and help clean up and find people's lost things and like the stuff like that like she just so kind and she she's an amazing artist she makes her clothes and she's an amazing like with her drawing she's a, she paints and draws drag queens a lot and she did one of me that's like a very flattering image of what i actually look like but it was uh, she, she's amazing i love her she's such a good friend and i value all of the times that we just go to the diner after a show and just sit there and talk all night
0: it's awesome well next jubilee
1: Fuck that bitch, Jubilee. (laughs) Fuck Jubilee. No, I love her so much. She's so crazy. She's part of the Bronx girls that we all sort of live close to each other in the Bronx. And yeah, she she is absolutely crazy, but I love every second of it. There's really not much else to say about her. That bitch (laughs) is just crazy.
0: Next is Roque.
1: Yeah, another one. That bitch, too. We're all in All Stars together, so it's so funny that we're all uh, now having to compete against one another. But we're such good friends. That, like, we're messing each other, like, our Mm -hmm. ideas, even though we probably shouldn't be telling that with our competitors. But I'm like, bitch, what do you think about this? And she'll be like, I think you need to use this idea for that number. She's like, that is my best sister ever. She is so much fun. We hang out all the time. We're constantly texting back and forth. She's so, she's so funny. And I, she doesn't really use it in her drag much because her aesthetic is so, like, glamorous and fashion. But that bitch is hilarious. Yeah.
0: Next we have Blue.
1: Blue, another one. Me, Jubilee, Roque, and Blue are the Bronx girls. Blue is so kind, and she's, she's such a great friend, and so helpful, and she's really making a name for herself, which is a really awesome, I love seeing bio queens that are killing it, yeah. and she, she's really killing it, and her looks are amazing, and her performances, I've just watched her improve so much, and she's making mixes now, and they're really smart, and fun, and, she does something different every single time you see her, which is good. You never know what kind of song or style she's going to do when she comes to the curtain, which is a really amazing thing as a queen.
0: Next is someone you know what she's going to do, but you also have no idea what she's going to do. It's Jax.
1: Jax. Oh, um, yeah. If I could do half the things that Jax did, oh my god. I do, I just don't know. She did this move once where she flipped. She did a flip. Flip forward, and then, like, without stopping, like, propelled herself back, and did another flip back. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. it's She's on All Stars Drag Wars as well, and I'm interested to see what she does, because we have to do one number that's legacy, like, what you're known mm-hmm. for, and then one that's diversity, so do something completely oh, different. Oh, God. So I'm curious to see what she does for diversity, because, yeah, she is, she's a great talent, and please do a photo shoot of me sometime <laughs> soon, because those pictures are amazing.
0: Well, next we have Virginia Thick.
1: Oh, I love Virginia. Me and Virginia... Did um, Foolish's Look Queen thing together for the finale, and I really got to know her through that. And she's she's just so much fun and so chill. And I mean that mug is out of this mm-hmm. world. The way that she paints, and it only gets better and better. It's yeah. like you don't e- you would never even think that that's her when you're talking to her out of drag because it's nope like, not a chance. It's just re- it's crazy. I could never do that, and she's just so beautiful. And and not, she's she's just so down for anything and anytime that you need help, you could just text her and she she's really really sweet. Yeah. Next, Anna Valbona. Oh, I love Anna so much. She's so talented and she really surprised me so much in UDP because I was I was close with her beforehand because she also did Felicia's number with us, and going into it, I didn't expect her to be as amazing as she was. And her growth was just so beautiful to see. She's such she's such a kind hearted person, and I think that more people should realize that and realize how talented she is because she's gonna go far.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned her. Let's end it with
1: Felicia. Felicia. Yeah. She is... She's fucking incredible. She's one of... She's probably one of my favorite New York City drag queens because she's so bizarre and has, like, her own sort of performance style that's just so weird but also funny and she has these mixes that... Sort of like walk the border between like should I be laughing at this right now because it's like really weird yeah. like she has one that's like this story about like, it's like an abusive relationship but it's like a funny thick mix about it and it's like oh my god is this is so hilarious but like also so weird yeah and what's going on and she could she could do it all because she could do serious numbers while all, and also be hilarious and wacky and fun which is really admirable
0: yeah I base I really really watched her journey when she did um, Ultimate Drag Pageant and she was just not getting recognized because she didn't fit into that can't be fun bubble but what she still brought i thought was just amazing and i'm a really big fan yeah of this.
1: she has she has a really creative mind and is really able to create a full production with what she does like there's no, not you know the detail the details are really amazing that finale number that she did for when she was in the looking finale last year i mean just that was look. brilliant oh my and god and that gown Dear pinwheel Lord. made pinwheel made that gown and it was it was so beautiful she looked amazing
0: If you could drag swap with one New York City drag queen, who would it be?
1: Like, I would become them? Mm Mm-hmm. I want to be b- Boudoir, hundred percent. Boudoir or Shaquita, because I want to feel what it's—I want to see what it's like to be a legend like Shaquita and those yeah. beautiful outfits. But I really want to be able to do what Boudoir does, because like I, you know, when I started drag, I thought that I was going to be the cool, sexy one, and then that just went out the window really fast. Because <laughs> I realized that I was none of those things. So I was like, okay, now I'm just going to be funny and weird. But I would love to just be at Boudoir and have the curly hair and the bra and panties and well, just fire coming out of just, my hands. Just
0: learn the um the uh gypsy gypsy, because I'm
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
0: So you mentioned music as being part of your life. What are some of your favorite current jams, and what music should my listeners be listening to?
1: Currently, I'm really into sort of, like, avant-garde, like, underground pop music. Lately, I'm extremely obsessed with the new Billie Eilish album that Mm -hmm. came out. I'm so into it. I love anything that Kim Petras puts out, I think is incredible. Anything Charlie XCX does is really great. I love Sophie, who is, like, uh, she's transgender as well, and she's a... uh, like a pop electronic DJ genius. And she's working on Lady Gaga's next album, which is going to be sick if it ever gets to see the light of day. Cause who knows? But yeah. Yeah. I love any, any of that sort of like underground weird pop music.
0: We were chatting very, very briefly yesterday about Casey Musgraves.
1: Oh yes. Uh, Casey. Yeah. She's, she's really great. I'm so happy that she won album of the year at the Grammys this year yeah. for that. Cause that album is so good. And rainbow is such a beautiful song. It's so pretty.
0: What songs or artists that you don't currently perform do you want to add to your repertoire? Or
1: musicals, yeah. Um, I would love to like t- be able to put more of my more like w- weird sort of music taste into it. Like I would love to perform Billie Eilish music. Cause I think that she's so dark and weird, and the the production in it is really cool. I would, like, I, I would love to do more Lady Gaga because she's my favorite, and I would love to, like, incorporate that. Because, I, I mean, I can tell you, like, every single thing about that woman and, like, every performance that she's ever done in every song. And, and you I, know all the choreo? Oh, yeah. from Yeah, I know the choreo for the music videos. And I, I, I would love to do a lot of those and, like, create the production of what Gaga did and sort of recreate it.
0: Yeah, go talk to Petty Cake. She likes to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I just, I just love her so much. But, I, I you know, again, I, I, I wanted, I'm trying to branch out more than just doing, like, the silly comedy stuff and, like... Yeah, try to do more of that. So maybe it's that'll be like some, some more ex- some more experimentation in the future.
0: If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on the Amazing Race, who is it going to be?
1: Um, I think it, I think I would pick Felicia because she's we ha- we have the same sort of vibe, but she's she's very chill but also very tough. Mm-hmm. I think that she would get me through like all like the race challenges. The other person that I had in my mind. The, like, because I think, like, who are my closest friends? I, I, I was going to say okay, but that bitch would be too scared of, like, the dirt, and she wouldn't want to, like, cl- no, it would never, help. we wouldn't get anywhere. So I think that, I think that me and Fooly show would be, would be a good match. Uh, maybe Pussy Willow, too. Pussy will be good. Pussy, or, or Michelle Shocked would be really great mm-hmm. on that show, because that bitch isn't afraid of anything. She no, will, she would, she, she would find her way up the mountain, wherever the hell we were going, to whatever city. She would she would Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: Alright, so we're gonna move into the pop five rapid fire. I'm gonna give you five uh-huh. pop culture y things. And you're going to say word, phrase, whatever you want to talk about. Okay. First is American Horror Story 1984.
1: I am so excited for that. And, you know, American Horror Story has sort of just gone downhill in the last few seasons. It's been horrible. It's been horrible. And it's my favorite show ever, at least the first three seasons. But I'm excited for this because I love horror movies so much. And my favorite genre of horror mo- horror movies are, like, the classic slasher. I love when horror movies used to be campy and fun. Now horror movies aren't that great anymore except for, like, a few good ones here and there. But, like, I, wa- I really want it to, like, emulate Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and all of those movies that are, like, my favorite things ever. Because I think I'm going to draw a lot of inspiration from it.
0: Well, I, what I find very fascinating, and no one's really picking up on it because, like, we're all commenting on what Ryan Murphy's given us. It's 1984. Are we going to get, like... George Orwell, like Big Brother, is watching like right. elements of this. I think I've been just to see and how they not, incorporate like, all that. Come on, we better get some of that. But I think it's, I'm really intrigued by what this. Yeah, Ryan is.
1: Murphy loves to add in that sort of like historic stuff of the time in there yeah. too, like how Anne Frank sort of found his way into. um into Asylum, which is my favorite season, but that was a weird uh, plot point, but Asylum will always be my favorite. I am favorite. still
0: waiting to find out about the fucking aliens. <laughs> You're telling me all these seasons are connected. Why were there aliens?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I, every time a season ends, I always think to myself, like, this should just be the last one, and they need to just end yeah. it while they're ahead, but I, I th- I'm actually excited for this I one. I think we're
0: gonna get to 10, and then he's gonna be like, okay, 10's good.
1: Well, I, yeah, I, yeah, he's gotta just cut it, cut it out quick, but... I'm hoping that it emulates Scream Queens a little bit, because Scream Queens was so good and it just just didn't work out. But I want it to be sort of like Scream Queens, but a little bit scary.
0: Next is the upcoming Grease prequel called Summer Lovin'.
1: I want nothing to do with it. I really Uh... want nothing to do with it. I'm not into, like, nobody has any original ideas anymore. I'm not into, everything has to be a remake of something, everything has to be a prequel. Uh, uh, Nobody wants that. Grease is such a classic and everybody knows it so well. Don't, Don't mess with it. It's just we well and also like what 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 really are they gonna do?
0: For, We're gonna like, see them have sex on the, on the beach. beach.
1: Like there's not, I feel like there's not
0: really much of a story <laughs> to
1: tell there. Was no. you know what's gonna happen at the end? So there's no gonna be no payoff to that story because right. we know that ending already. It just seems useless.
0: Next is Britney Spears checks into mental health center.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that's sad. I feel bad for her, but I mean, you have to imagine how hard her entire life has been oh, being Britney Spears. Just a it's bit. like. Yeah, I really, I do feel bad for her. She had to cancel the residency and everything. I, she just, I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer Britney Spears is really going to be going on for. I think that she might have just hit her breaking point. Yeah. Because it's clear she wanted nothing to do with the new residency. And when you looked at the videos of her from doing the Piece of Me show, it's she, wants, she doesn't want to be there. She's just no. sort of like half-assing her way through it. I think that she should just call it quits. Although the last album she put out was pretty good. Not that she has any part in anything creatively that goes into those <laughs> sure. albums. But it, it was pretty good. Next,
0: we already talked about it a little bit, but Fosse Verdon.
1: I loved it. I watched the first episode last night. It's so fascinating to me, and like, it brings me back to my musical theater roots. And like, I'm so interested in seeing the behind the scenes stuff. Like, and I mean, I'm sure there's some things that are you know fictional about the way they're telling the story, Mm -hmm. but like all the like the the behind the scenes things that you're seeing, like the flying back to get the gorilla outfit and all that, like the small details that went into all those. uh, I love it. And Cabaret is my favorite musical of all time. So I was like so. Do you perform Cabaret? I do. I have a Sally Bowles number where I do Don't Tell Mama and then I do the cabaret breakdown and I snort coke and like, yeah
0: nice yeah I I was really impressed with it because like Bob Fosse as I've said many many times recently on this podcast is I, I did a book report on him in 6th grade he's
1: my favorite everything that he ever touched in theater or film I just find so fascinating my favorite thing in art is combining like dark themes and like, dark, yeah. like any sort of like dark horror thing mixed with sex is like the coolest thing to me and like Fosse does that with his movements it's always these dark yeah. themes made sexy and
0: what's crazy is like we revere this man but he also was a fucking asshole yeah Clearly, an asshole.
1: yeah. And uh, the who who is it that plays Gwen Verdon in the show?
0: Uh, Michelle Williams.
1: yeah. She is it's like spot on. She's gonna
0: get some she,
1: yeah, awards. It's it's, it's so believable. I like, forget them not actually looking at her, yeah.
0: And finally, the trailer for the Lion King live action film.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's cool looking, but again, I really don't... I Enough. I don't want to see the same movie again that I already saw.
0: The fact that we're going to get Dumbo, Lion King, and Aladdin in one year... Aladdin looks
1: awful, though. It,
0: it, it, it's, it's too much.
1: <laughs> it's too much. I mean, I'm sure I'll go see it, but... You know, and everybody's just gonna go see it just to see Beyonce be a lion, and they're just, like expecting right? it to be like the Formation tour in the jungle, but it's <laughs> it's not gonna be that. So I'm, not all, I'm sure all know. the Beyonce fans will be disappointed. I whatever, I'm sure it'll be great. The animation the animation looks amazing. I don't know how they do that.
0: Yeah. Well, now it's time for the fan corner. I already asked you one question uh-huh. from the fan corner from Pietro, but the first question is from Audrey Phoenix. Mm-hmm. What keeps boyish charm so sweet and joyous?
1: I just love doing drag. I it makes me so happy. And when I'm not doing drag, like. If I go a week or a few days without it, I I miss it. So I just I'm so happy being there, and I'm I love just supporting my sisters and seeing what everybody does like i'm not a competitive person so i just love just being there and supporting everybody i always want to lift everybody up that's what i want to do so it, i guess what keeps me so sweet is the fact that i just love being there so much never even when i'm exhausted and i can't wait for the show to be over so i can just go to bed i just like wow this is so cool that i get to do this because it was my dream for so long you know in high school every single day i would be watching drag videos or watching drag race or whatever so it just feels so right to be doing it now
0: and the next question is from Zalika Parsons. Um, her question is, did you mind that I looked at your butt while you were changing an
1: iconic? No, that's totally fine. I'm glad that at least somebody's looking at me, so I'll take uh, it. Well,
0: Zalika, congrats. You. Yeah. It's, it's okay. That's keep very sweet of you, Zalika.
1: Yeah, it's keep, keep looking all you want.
0: Now we have a question from my previous guest, Michelle Schacht. Um, what hobby do you cherish the most that does not feed into your drag career?
1: Um... I mean, I don't know if you really could call it a hobby, but I mean, I love, like I said before, I'm such a pop music nerd and I just, I love like going to see live music Mm -hmm. and that whole, that whole aspect of my life, which I guess isn't really, I mean, I take inspiration from it for my drag, but it has nothing to do with like being at a bar, seeing a drag show. Like I love just going to concerts and music festivals and anything like that.
0: Nice. Well, now your turn to ask my next guest a question.
1: Hmm. What do I want to ask? what's the one performance or number that you did that you wish you could just erase from history and never have anybody see again, or like Ooh. you would never want to do again?
0: I'm excited to hear that. Well, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, use hashtag Boyish Charm. Where can we find you on social media?
1: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Boyish Charm NYC and Facebook at BoyishCharm. Charm. Venmo. Memo Boyish from NYC, too, but I don't know if you guys are going to tip me from a podcast. So I don't hey, you never, say it, but you never know. If you never know. If you enjoyed listening to this voice, I always thought I have a face for radio and a voice for the silent films.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This was so much fun. Thanks once again to Boys for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterofthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block. And that was Block Talk.